Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online, and we were discussing the fact that I am 43, and she said, I cannot believe how young you look, and I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. You're going to have somebody on the other side who you may not agree with, but wouldn't it be nice if there was more women on that other side who you didn't agree with? That's the way I'm looking at this. And it's not an easy mindset to get people behind. It's really challenging. This is Sarah from the left and Beth from the right. You're listening to Fancy Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Today, we are going to talk about, surprise, the Mueller report again, and the way that everyone is processing Bill Barr's letter, summarizing the Mueller report and all the conversation, and also about the strange decision-making in the White House post-Barr letter. Decision-making is very uh, generous, but yes. (laughs) And then we are going to share an interview with Kelly Werder of the 5050 by 2020 pack, which we'll tell you more about in just a second, but it's a very exciting effort to help get 50% of the population represented in the halls of government. 
Before we get started with all of that, we want to remind you to check out the Mind Love podcast. You'll see this posted on our social media pages. We had a wonderful conversation with Melissa. She asked such thoughtful questions about how people who focus on living intentionally can participate in politics. And honestly, every time we do an interview, we get a question that I didn't anticipate that helps me understand things better. And that certainly Mm -hmm. happened in this conversation. So thank you to Melissa for having us. Everybody check out Mind Love. Sarah, people are bananas. Honestly, I think the way that people are processing the bar letter is a lot of why we started this podcast. (laughs) My favorite article I read was that we'll link to in the show notes about Resistance Inc. Media and how (laughs) people who've like built entire careers about theories and revelations about the Mueller report. And there was sort of this like reaction and how they're dealing with it. Oh, that was really funny. I read that, too. It was McKay Coppins, I think. I liked the part where he was quoting Glenn Greenwald and saying, like, also, there are all these people who've kind of bolstered their images by saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong about Russia. And he said something like, I'm sorry if you thought this, sounding less than genuinely sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody is reacting. That's fine. But... The push from the media to keep talking about it when we still don't have the full report, like, it's just getting ridiculous at this point to spend day after day on a four-page letter that reveals the the minimal amount of information. I'm not saying that there aren't things in the, the totality of the Mueller report we need to talk about. There absolutely will be. But just... Chill out until we get that information. We've established. It's out. We have this letter. It's not good enough. Everybody's demanding the full report. There seems to be agreement with that, even though Attorney General Barr has missed his deadline from Congress to reveal that information. But he's saying it'll be weeks, not months, until he gets it all out there. So let's just chill out until we get the entire report. I think it's important to step back and focus on why the entire report is important. I'm worried that we're continuing to do the things that have been problematic for two years, which is deciding that what is legal is also ethical and acceptable and wise. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. The point of getting the full Mueller report to me is not to question whether the attorney general and deputy attorney general made the right decision or not. It is to decide if there is something else to do here. Should Congress make new laws based on what happened here? Should a new commission be appointed? Should we fund all of those resources meant to combat Russian election interference? Should the Congress investigate other aspects of the presidency, not for criminality, but for impeachment purposes or not even impeachment, but just to decide where is additional oversight needed? Where are things happening that are not acceptable, even if they are legal? I tell people this all the time when I'm talking about HR stuff, because HR people think that if my lawyer said this, it is the gospel and I must follow it. (laughs) And again, what is legal is not always wise. Legal is just a baseline, but we can do so much better than legal. And I would hope that we want to do so much better than legal in the presidency. I just feel like we're conflating these things. And that's why so many people are disappointed that the president isn't leaving the White House in handcuffs. That was just not going to happen ever. Yeah. And that 
also doesn't mean that the bar letter makes everything terrible or suspicious that's occurred over the past two years just go up in smoke. We still had that press conference in Helsinki. We saw it with our own eyes. There are still problems here, and we shouldn't pretend that those problems go away because there's not a finding that we need to press charges. You know, it reminds me of the Venn diagram where you have like a circle for spiritual and physical and emotional and thinking and logic, and they all overlap to your sort of whole self. And it's like, with a society, there are lots of circles. There's legal, there's ethical, there's cultural. There's all these different circles that make up the overlapping Venn diagram of our country or our society. And we put You know, the legal circle is way too big right now. We need to pump the brakes on that aspect of our society and particularly with what the Mueller report means to our society and look into some other circles like ethical, like political, like the administration of our government and our elections, et cetera. The other thing that we should keep in mind, though, is that like this whole idea of a media reckoning around this, I think is kind of silly. We have known for a long time that people in the media, especially with certain outlets, have an angle. They explicitly do. No one is confused at this point about what Sean Hannity's game is. Mm -hmm. And no one is confused about, like, what Lawrence O'Donnell is up to. Like, these people are doing journalism-ish. And we've known that for a long time. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't report on weird things. We got this investigation in part because journalists worked really hard to report on weird things that are red flags. Again, if all those things don't amount to a crime, hooray, great news. I'm so glad that our president did not commit overt treason. The idea, though, that we should, like, punish all journalists, like we should have this big reckoning in the media now seems kind of silly to me because I feel like we're just in another version of where we've always been. Not that something revelatory occurred with the bar letter. Do you know what I mean? Well, I do think that there is a reaction that is valid and not necessarily just among hard right wingers that the media overreacted to all this. I mean, but I think that's just a steady thread from Americans. I don't know. I don't even want to link it by party. I think there's just there is a sense that the media overreacts about a lot of things. With regards to the Mueller report, do I think that's true? Not necessarily, but generally, do I think that's true? Yeah, because they're trying to build conflict and they're trying to get clicks and they're trying to get viewers. And so there is a sense of, we all, I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm saying anything revolutionary when I say they pump up emotion to get clicks, views, viewers, et cetera. And so I do think that this is going for a lot of people to be added to the pile of, see, this is what they do. Agreed. What is true about the letter is that it was a political win for the president, at least in the short term. And it is a political win that he seems bound and determined to waste. I don't know what's happening in the White House, and this is a feeling I have often, but it is not strategic It is certainly not strategic for the administration or for the Republican Party at all. He is wasting this good news cycle on things like cutting the budget for the Special Olympics, picking a fight on health care that already lost the Republican Party the midterm, 
and nominating not awesome people for the Federal Reserve Board with tons of problems, creating more negative news. I just, I don't know if he just likes a fight and he doesn't know what to do. I mean, he's supposed to be a winner. You would think he would would know what to do with a win, but not from the last few days is that apparent. My first reaction to all these stories was Mick Mulvaney is not very good at his job. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about it more. This could have happened with anybody in that chief of staff role. This is just how he operates. He likes to keep things stirred up. I think there's probably a piece of him that's relieved about the Mueller report being out and being finished. But I think there's also part of him that's probably like, bummer, that was kind of fun. Like there's a part of me that's like, why do you keep attacking when you want? But he knows there's more information coming out. You know what I mean? Like, I think the reason he wants to keep the fight going is it's not really over for him. There's going to be really damaging stuff. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I have no doubt there will be damaging stories and information that comes out about him and his family and the campaign once the full report is released. And so maybe that's why he wants to keep the fight going. I don't know. I doubt that there's anything that we really haven't known before that we're going to learn. I just I think that the team was really transparent. Um, I could be wrong, but I sort of think we know what we're going to know now. I also think just the pattern of his life is that there's always a new fight and he's just always ready for the next fight. And that's what he likes to do. I think he's kind of stuck right now because there are so many Democrats running. In a way, maybe it was brilliant of the Democrats Mm, to have such a big field so he can't, like, pick one enemy because he loves to have one enemy. I mean, it's just, I think this is just what he does. Well, did you hear him with Sean Hannity that he was like, I hope they keep the Green New Deal because I'm really going to run against that. I'm like, you are fascinating. That is a fascinating fascinating. approach. Let me, do you think that we don't listen to Sean Hannity? All right, cool. I think one important aspect of all of this is the political decision-making around it. Like, Congress is not going to let the Special Olympics be completely defunded. Right. That is not going to happen. My favorite fun fact was Senator Blunt, who's like the head of the Budget Committee, I think, was at the Special Olympics. Like, this is not happening. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So in in one way, you should say, like, can we just all calm down about this? Because it's not going to happen. In the other way, it is such an easy opportunity for people running against him to be like, they don't even care about the Special Olympics. They don't care about anything. And I think all of that combined, and we're going to talk more about this on Tuesday, but combined with the news coming out of the border that the weather's getting warmer, we are already stretched beyond our ability to get people processed through the border in an orderly and even just bare minimum safe kind of way. It just paints a picture of such incompetence. And that isn't news, but you just have to wonder at some point, is the volume of it too much? I think that what this is very indicative of is that he is not prepared to run as an incumbent. He does not understand that this is a different type of fight when you have four years of record and you can't just be the burn it all down guy like that. He has not internalized that this is going to be different. Maybe some of his team have, but he certainly has not. Do you think it will be different for voters? Yes. Yes. I think there is. A subset, particularly of independents, the people who voted for Barack Obama and then voted for Donald Trump, who had a, I don't know, let's see, I don't know, how bad could it be? I like how he wants to drain the swamp. I like what he says. And so there's just, all they had to go on was his words, but now there's so much more 
to look to. There's record, there's incompetencies, there's failings, there's tax policy people don't like, especially if he makes it about health care. There's like way more. You can't just, you know, the whole voters took him seriously, but not but didn't take his words literally. Well, now you can't make that distinction because the words are backed up by actions as president. And so I do think that, will will his base care? No. But will the people, he swayed people. He swayed people in the center. He doesn't have a big enough base to win re-election. He's got to sway, as most candidates do, people in the center. And it's just a totally different ballgame when you have four years of actions for those people to look at. I would just like to, at this moment, light a candle for Bill Weld. And anyone else <laughs> thinking about running against him? Because I think it's really unfortunate that one of the first reactions, even among like really intellectual conservatives to the bar letter was, well, this completely eviscerates the hope of a primary challenge to him. And I don't know what else is going to come out. I think that's really silly. I think the points that you were just making really make the case for a good, strong primary challenge to him. And so I hope that. Bill Weld's team and anybody else thinking about this are not discouraged by what's just happened because, again, the baseline should not be, does he belong in jail? That's a really bad baseline for the president. We're going to switch gears here and talk about elections at different levels, state governors, mansions, congresses, legislatures across the country, because 50-50 by 2020 Political Action Committee is supporting all women running for office, regardless of party, and highlighting women so that we get to greater representation. You're going to hear from Kelly Werder. She's also going to talk about the courage to run coming up. So enjoy this conversation. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, We are special breakfast people here at Pantsuit Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. 
free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day, Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. We are happy to be here with Kelly Werder of 5050 by 2020, a new political action committee. Kelly, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking with you. So this sounds like a situation that lots of people could relate to. You were talking with college friends. People were not feeling good about where things stand, and you all decided to do something. Do I have that right? Correct. 100%. Yes. Some of my sorority sisters and I just feeling... Like we weren't doing enough. We needed to do something more. Tell us that story a little bit more in detail. It kind of started, obviously, after the 2016 election, feeling like I had checked out of the political process. I went to college at American University and then went on to law school and got a little disconnected from politics just due to life and becoming a mom and all those things that happened. And When the 2016 election happened, I realized I needed to get more active and kind of tiptoed back in. And then this past October, just feeling very like I wasn't doing enough and getting with a couple friends and talking about where we were at. It was it was around the the Kavanaugh hearings. And what happened was I happened to see Senator Kennedy from Louisiana speaking about how he was talking to these women he'd known for a really long time and was so shocked by their stories that re- that related to what was happening with sexual harassment and sexual assault and, and all of that. And his comment was, he said, they said, where do you live on a different planet? And I had this realization that, yes, he does. And we really need more women in government. We need more women in Congress. And I've always felt that, but I felt that so much more strongly after hearing that because our voices are just not being heard loud enough. And there's no way we can expect those who do not live our lives or live something similar to our lives to know what that is. They do live on a different planet and that's no fault of their own. So we had this realization and we realized that we needed to do something to get more women in government in leadership and of either party. We had to kind of take off our jerseys using your your book talk for a moment and really find a way to support women regardless of party and ideology who were winning who were running for office and having that courage to run for office. 
I'm wondering in that post 2016 environment, if you got pushed back for being bipartisan in that way. Totally on the pack. And this is where our challenge has been. We've had a lot of pushback because most of us who have kind of started this are coming from more of a Democrat position or a middle. And I have some former Republicans who have now become independents who have joined in in this pack and trying to support women who are Republican and get progressive women on board with that has been our biggest challenge. And it is a whole different mindset to try and jump in and say, you can't get 50-50 if you don't support women who are, are different, a different ideology than you. Right. You just can't. It's not going to happen. You're are not going to have... You're not going to have 50% Democrat, you know, you're just not. When you look at successes and like sort of convincing people that's important, are there certain ways to talk about it, certain candidates you feel like kind of cross that bridge in a really good way? I mean, I'm just looking for sort of the successes when trying to convince people of that. It's been challenging and I think it's still, it's still ongoing, but being able to look at some of, some of the more moderates have helped. That's where we went for our specific endorsements, but we were also putting energy into supporting all women running for office. In terms of endorsements, we had to go more to the middle to try and get additional people on board. And I think it's just going to be an ongoing conversation for these next two years Mm. and just continuing to say, this is important and you're going to have to expand your thought process a little bit and support some women that maybe you don't agree with. We're not saying you need to vote for them, but we need to support more women running for office in general. If we're going to get more women in the conversation, you're going to have somebody on the other side who you may not agree with, but wouldn't it be nice if there was more women on that other side who you didn't agree with? That's the way I'm looking at this. And it's not an easy mindset to get people behind it's really challenging. And that's, and also if you look at the PACs that are out there and the groups that do support women, primarily they are democratic and pro-choice. So that's where the line becomes really challenging. And it's just, they're just fewer on the other side or in the middle. And so we're trying to span that whole group. This sounds wonderful to me and also really daunting. And I'm wondering... What kind of container you're putting around as you grow, you know, are you primarily focused on Congress? Are you thinking about state and gubernatorial elections? Is there a particular geography that you're focused on initially? How do you, how are you making decisions about prioritizing your time and resources? Our first step was Congress and looking at, cause we started right before the midterm election. So we were focusing on Congress primarily the House, but the Senate also. There are just fewer women running for the Senate. We're also focusing, if there are two women running in an election, if there are two women running against each other, we're out. That's a win-win. We're not taking a position. We're supporting them, but we're not you know, taking a position on that. And that's kind of where our mark was right now. Going into 2020, we're going to focus on presidential as well as Congress. And we're really hoping that maybe there'll be a presidential primary on the Republican side too, and that maybe a woman will will show up for that. So we'd love to show that support as well. So we're kind of keeping a broad spectrum to get into the state level, which I think there is more opportunity, 100%. It's just going to take a little bit more resources. So as we grow, 
we hope to jump into that direction as well. And there's already some strong state action happening. For example, Iowa already has a 50-50 by 2020 as well, and they've made a lot of great strides at the state level putting that kind of energy towards it. So is that kind of the long-term vision that there would be kind of subsets of your pack in state by state or where, where do you see this going? Yeah, that's what I'd like to see is moving it first starting at a national level to have that conversation and to try and get more people behind that mindset of if we're going to do this, we need to do this at a much broader scope. It can't be based on just certain issues. It has to be a much broader gender discussion, and then moving it to a state level as well, as we get more energy behind it and expanding it, for sure. And also, one of the big pieces of this is creating a website and resources for people to find who is running and find out more about those candidates as well, to give them that support. Because there is the Center for American Women in Politics at Rutgers, which has a great resource, but I found that it wasn't as comprehensive. I mean, they can only do so much. So we want to create something that's a little more comprehensive that ties in the social media, that ties in all the, all the information into one spot where you can go, okay, I can go here and look for candidates who I might be interested in learning more about. So that's another piece of this puzzle. So if people want to get involved with your effort and your pact, how can they find you and, and start to get involved? Thanks for asking. We are located at 5050by2020hack.org, and they can find more information there. And we also have something that's coming up that is an opportunity to get involved at a national level with the Courage to Run 5K. We've gotten involved in that effort, which supports a number of different organizations that support women running for office. And we are forming a team that's going to run in Washington, D.C. And I'm also a captain for a local run in Florida at Florida Gulf Coast University. So if anyone is interested in running or walking, you don't have to. <laughs> I am not going to be running. I, I'm trying, but I don't think I'm going to be running. I will be walking. It's a great opportunity to show your support for all these different organizations that are supporting women, um, such as uh, She Should Run and Run, Vote, Lead and all those different nonprofits, it'll be raising money for all those organizations. And that's the 13th and the 14th. So we're excited to be a part of that as well. And in starting this pack, I've ended up connecting with all these different organizations. And it's been a really interesting ride. Being able to support a run like Courage to Run is, is a fantastic uh, way to kind of expand our visibility as well as supporting a great organization. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you Ritual for that. 
Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. You're digging into a part of politics that I think so intimidates many women. The money and the fundraising always Mm. feels to me like the big, scary aspect of political involvement. And I wonder what you would say to women who don't have a ton of money, who are very intimidated by the prospect of being involved in some kind of PAC. What would you say to those women? Where would you find opportunities for them to plug into what you're doing? It's unfortunate that it takes money and it takes so much money for people to run for office. I think there needs to be change around that. But that said, this is the political reality that we have. So know that even $20, even $50 makes a difference, especially at our level, because when we're doing social media advertising, you can reach a lot of people with a small amount of money. So in terms of that, Put your money behind whatever candidates or whatever causes or whatever political action committees you feel you want to support. Don't hesitate on that because it will get put to use, even if it's a small amount of money. And also when they can show, when a candidate can show 
I have all these supporters, even at a level that is $20, it helps to show how well they're doing in the field. It gives them that extra support, that extra boost, that extra motivation. So it's really challenging in terms of starting a pack was really a fascinating educational moment for me. I thought I could figure this out really quickly and easily, and it was a lot more daunting than I thought it would be. So I will say that that part of it was challenging, but if somebody wanted to go about doing it, I'd be happy to help them and tell them how to do that. And they can feel free to reach out to me if they had their own pack vision that they wanted to do. And also to keep in mind that we hear, we hear a lot about PACs being this evil thing, this bad thing. You know, we think about Citizens United and, and money and politics. And oftentimes there are those sinister pieces to it. But there are also a lot of positive influences in, in political action committees, as well as those that are connected with nonprofits and things like that, that are just trying to move candidates forward and give them the support they need to run a campaign. It just takes way too much money to do so. And even at a small level, even at a local level, it can cost a lot of money. So supporting even your local candidates with whatever you can really can help them make a difference in their communities. Well, I love that a group of friends decided to do something and here it is a reality. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, Kelly. Thank you so much. And I wanted to say I l- absolutely love your new book. Thank so you. another Thank effort you. that we've started is a book club that's connected with 5050 by 2020. It's available on Facebook and anyone can join. And our first book is I Think You're Wrong, But I'm Listening. Oh, awesome. Thank, you. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> so that's you are the honor of our first book. And we hope to move into other political related books. We're going to try to do about one per month, depending how long it takes us. But we've started the conversation online using the discussion guide that you guys provided. And yeah, we're really excited. So we encourage your listeners to join us. And you can find us by just searching 5050 by 2020 Book Club. That is so cool. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we're excited. And I also bought way too many books to send to Congress people, but you know. <laughs> Thank you. There's no such live, thing. Thank you. <laughs> went a little overboard. So did I you did, and sign I did, up on the list so that I we did. know which one. Oh, oh yeah, I did. I went a little nuts. So I said I signed up for my particular congressman as well as my senators from Florida. And then I also made sure to pluck all of the female presidential candidates. <laughs> so I got them. Including Amy Klobuchar, because I knew that one was coming. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. So, ready, ready to send those out. I got to just prep some letters so they know why in the world I'm sending this to them. I love so, it so much. So, yeah. So, uh, we're, you know, I'm really excited. I, I, I love the book. I love the concept of it. And I think it's something that's so important. And I think it's going to really help me as I do try to expand and share this message of supporting women who are running for office, regardless of party and ideology, because it's, it's a tough sell sometimes and mm-hmm. we need to get those, take off those, take off those jerseys for a minute and just realize that there's a greater good out there. Yeah, definitely. 
Thank you so much to Kelly Werder and 5050 by 2020 Pack. We appreciate everything that you're doing and are glad you spent some time with us. On Tuesday's episode, we are going to be joined by a very special guest, Representative John Delaney of Maryland, who is running for president in the Democratic Party, is going to be on the entire episode with us. We can't wait to talk with him about his run and about the news of the day. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. Thanks for making us sound better, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our managing director, which means we could not make it without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help us make the show. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Tracy Putoff, Tim Miller, Cherry Haas, Sarah's husband, Nicholas Holland, and my husband, Chad Silvers. Our theme music is composed and performed by Dante Lima. The music under our ads is composed and performed by Dylan Garvin. Learn more about our lives, live events that we're involved in, and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.